Thank you, S. Dot. And Minneapolis Police Chief Brian O'Hara recently announced changes in the structure of the leadership of his department. We welcome him this morning. Chief O'Hara, good morning. Uh, what was behind the splitting of the departments into two divisions? Good morning, Freddie. Thank you for having me. I mean, since I arrived here uh, back in November and started getting to work on the job, I mean, I felt like the structure of the department, the way it has been for the last 50 or 60 years, was kind of set up to serve the bureaucracy more so than to serve what our most vital and critical mission is today. Hmm. Uh, and really, when it comes down to it, that is to reduce serious street crime while earning people's trust. Uh, so I've been working for the last several months to build support in the city council in February, give a presentation to them on what the vision could be to have a structure uh, uh, that's more in line with our mission, and also working with the state legislature because I had to get them to repeal a law that had been set in the 50s that limited the way that the MPD could be set up. So the end goal was to produce this structure so that when anyone looks at our table of organization, they will see what is most important to us and allow us to have people in high positions that will give that higher level of accountability and urgency around reducing serious crime while earning people's trust. We're talking with Police Chief Brian O'Hare about the two new divisions. What are they and who are the new leaders? So it splits the department in half, essentially. And, and quite frankly, this is a setup that the Minneapolis Fire Department has had for decades. Wow. So the Minneapolis Fire Department has had uh, an assistant over operations and then an assistant that kind of sees more of their administrative functions. In the police department, the equivalent of that is an assistant of operations who's Katie Blackwell. Uh, she was most recently the fifth precinct inspector. Um, you know, she is a, a veteran of combat. She's done over 160 combat missions, uh, wounded. And she's also the highest ranking female enlisted member of the Minnesota National Guard. Wow. On the side, we have assistant Chris Gators. Uh, who's been a Minneapolis officer for nearly 30 years. Uh, he is the person that is overseeing all of our work around community trust. So that's essentially internal affairs, constitutional policing, and all of our professional standards and Everybody, we, so is Katie Blackwell serving as the assistant chief overseeing operations, Christopher yes, Gaithers uh, leading the community trust division. So has this structure been used in other cities? You mentioned the uh, fire department. Yeah. Uh, how Has this been replicated anywhere else? Yeah, so I mean, that's what kind of, I mean, I felt like it was a little ridiculous that I had to get a state law change <laughs> just to have the level of accountability that the fire department has had here for years. Um, so yes, I mean, this is, Something that's particularly common in, in uh, similarly situated major cities across the country. Um, if you look at particularly those who have had uh, been under federally mandated court reforms like the LAPD, uh, New Orleans, Baltimore, Newark, you will see that there is you know generally a higher ranking executive level official that's responsible for constitutional policing and all those trust building and engagement type activities. Interesting. So. There have been some talk about Amelia Huffman being appointed to uh, working with the city attorney with the consent decree and all the rest of it. Uh, does she have a specific role in this new structure? She does not. She is not an employee of the police department. Uh, she is working to coordinate things through the city attorney's office. And the city attorney's office is the entity that's coordinating with all the different departments that are uh, affected by the settlement agreement. Um, but I think what's really, really essential for Minneapolis, for our residents, is that the MPD, our personnel, 
take the lead on uh, both implementing reforms internally, but also going out in community and, and, and owning this community engagement. I, I need our residents to see that we are serious uh, about making change real for them. We're not just here to go through some legal process and check some things off that we did. The end goal of what we are doing a year from now, two years from now, I want our residents to both feel safer and our residents to be able to say that they have more trust and have had more positive interactions with our cops. Are there more appointments coming and how will how is the community reacting so far? You know, uh, yes, there, there are more appointments coming. This was a major shakeup within the department. Uh, and, and I know that's been felt, uh, that's been felt uh, very strongly within the department. And this is only the beginning. There is more to come. I know people have been uh, wanting progress after everything our residents, our cops have been through for the last three years. And I think it comes down to this. You cannot shake up the, the, the police department without shaking up the department. Uh, so I guess there will absolutely be more personnel changes and changes coming. And I think this is the time where we're going to take advantage of both beginning next week, going out into community and having listening sessions, town hall meetings, getting input from our residents all around the city about what they want to see differently with the MPD and taking advantage of that momentum to try and make feel for them. I read uh, that, that this could be uh, a really good recruiting tool to help to beef up the numbers in your units. Absolutely. Uh, we're going to take advantage of this momentum. We're actually going to be dedicating another commander and more resources specifically to rebuilding the department. Um, this is both about earning trust in the community and rebuilding the ranks of the MPD. That's something that we have to do going forward. Um, but I think what is most essential to this is to be to be able to provide a space where all of us can begin to heal together. And that requires our police to be present in communities through these listening sessions, hearing the frustrations our residents have had, and sharing the trauma that we've both mutually experienced. I think this is our opportunity to start healing together and trying to move forward and rebuild the ranks together. Chief Brian O'Hara with us this morning talking about the new structure within the Minneapolis Police Department. Last question for you this morning. Uh, is there any chance, I know the state fair starts in less than three weeks. Is there any talk about uh, support coming from Minneapolis Police Department for the state fair this year? Yeah, we will be prepared uh, to assist uh, the state fair as needed. Uh, but obviously, you know, my number one priority is to the residents of Minneapolis and to continue that. You know, we keep the foot, uh, the foot on the pedal in reducing violent crime. As of today, there are 139 fewer people that have been victims of shootings. Mm -hmm. uh, th that's huge. That's an incredible accomplishment. Since the summer months, since May, we are on par with, with the number of shootings and violence from 2019 pandemic. So we're making incredible strides, and yes, we will be available to help any and all of our law enforcement partners as needed. But my number one priority, my obligation, is to the, to the residents of Minneapolis. So uh, it's suffice it to say there's still more to come. Do you have a final thought for us this morning on KMOJ? There, there's absolutely more to come. Uh, but, yeah, my final thought is this, particularly next week as we begin our listening sessions uh, around reforming the policies and practices of the department, uh, my final thought is this. My goal is for people who have been frustrated in the past with the MPD, who have felt like you know they have not had positive experiences with us, my goal is to hear those people out 
and to bring them in and hopefully, you know, a year from now, two years from now, have them see us and create allies in places where we haven't had them and ultimately make all people of this basically. All right. Chief O'Hare, thanks so much for stopping in this morning and sharing with us about the new developments within the department, and we'll stay in touch. Thank you. Thank you so much, Freddie. It's our pleasure. It is 18 past 8 o'clock. Chief Brian O'Hare with us this morning talking about the new structure in the department, two major divisions.